Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? In today's hot take, I ask Justin Koop to explain the problems he has with Orthodox Christianity and what stops him from actually joining it. Enjoy. You've been buttering me up, talking about how great <laughs> Orthodoxy is and everything. It's great. And talking about all the problems that the Mennonites have. They got okay, lots. Okay, we're going to flip the tables. Tell me the parts of Orthodoxy that infuriate you, that make you want to <laughs> that make you want to pull your hair out, uh, uh, and and don't spare, man. don't spare, don't spare me. And also the parts of the Mennonite tradition that mm. you like never want to let go. Yeah, right. That these are essential uh, aspects. I see. I think if Orthodox, my this is my bias, but I think that if Orthodoxy was was followed to the spirit of what it sets out to do, which is that Christocentric, uh, cruciform. I'm using Father Thomas Hopko language here, by the way. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. finished re-listening to his sermon series, uh, mm-hmm. where. I think that I think that the Orthodox Church would look very different from the way that it looks today. In its, uh, in its specifically, my biggest problem with the Orthodox Church is in its ecclesiology. So how it runs, organizes, and understands itself as a body, like uh, and and it's the functioning and running. So that includes things like uh, women being excluded from priesthood. Uh, it includes, um, I'm see like some of this stuff is like, like my hierarchy own in general, hierarchy in general. Um, the, 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 what I, again, I, I'll try, I guess I'll, I won't be charitable. The bloated bureaucratic fog that seems to surround everything that is, uh, is orthodoxy like it seems to me that in a situation that that like a community a large community of people in the orthodox church will have consensus about something and nothing will be done for a very long amount of time and part of me is like okay yeah that's that's prudence right like let's be prudent let's think about things let's think let's let things set we're part of a 2000 year tradition here let's let's give it a minute and then there's let's let's give it a minute and a couple and, hundred years yeah and then but then part of me is also like the church in the first century was so powerful because it was able to move as these independent units like we didn't have like yes there was a bishop of an area but like every like you just couldn't have that level of power because of the technology, right? Like there's a reason Paul had to write letters to people to be like, Hey, uh, don't do that. Yes. Yes. You can eat meat sacrificed, but if it makes people stumble, don't right. Like, and, and, but so there was, there was the problem that they ran into, which was there were, there was problems, but then that the churches were being adaptable, movable, present, relevant, to their local concept, like con, like their local people. Um, and they were growing in number and, and people were becoming saved. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you because I'm not really in de- deeply in your tradition, but I, I, I don't know whether it's a chicken or egg thing, whether why there seems to be s- 
it seems to be so hard for the for the Orthodox Church to do evangelism. Why is it so hard for the Orthodox Church to reach out? Why is it seems so content to just be, uh, you know, the the two babushkas in the back, right, and the one priest continuing to do his liturgy? Um, what what I don't know have the answer for that, but I see that I see that attitude. In some of the Orthodox Church, again, I'm not going to say all because there's like very vibrant and evangelical, uh, like here I mean evangelical in terms of doing evangelism, uh, orthodoxy that exists. But, um, and also there's something limiting about the Orthodox like expressions of what it means to be the church by by requiring you to do always do the liturgy like what i'm doing right now as a ministry so for the listener i i run a ministry so it's a church plant we we do regular services but we also we're focused on reaching the nerd geek and gaming community and so a lot of what i do for church a lot of what i would consider worship and and the life of faith exist in voice chats exist on podcasts, exists on conversations that I'm having with people while playing video games with them. And um, uh, from what I can see, I, I, can, I can't see that having a home in the institution of orthodoxy. Perhaps I might be blessed to do that by, by a priest or by my, by my bishop um, and to say, Depending, again, maybe not because they may have very serious questions about that or something. Um, but uh, I might be blessed to do that. But to have a place among the in the in the full Orthodox Church is there? Does there exist a a community of Orthodox people who only gather online and they they each take their crackers that have not been blessed? And they eat it, and that is the body and blood of Christ, right? Like, um, how how would they like? There's there's just um, yeah, that that kind of ecclesiolo- ecclesiological closedness, uh, I think represents uh, like it would just be very difficult for me to be who I am in the Orthodox tradition because I I am someone who wants to go and reach people where they are at. And it would be hard for me to bring the liturgy to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like how, like, like if I want to reach the gaming community, how, how am I supposed to bring the liturgy to them? How would, how, first of all, how would any gaming community engage with the liturgy as it is period? Because it's so disconnected from their experience and their language. And then even if they were to, how would I actually bring that to them where they are at, which is a digital space, right? Um, I'm not even saying that's impossible. I'm saying that that's like just not, um, it, the framework isn't there for that, for that, for what that core Orthodox experience to be being easily and flexibly taken to the people.
The Prying Priest is a social media-free podcast, so any word-of-mouth recommendations you can make to your friends and family about this show would go a long way. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Say, why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside?